0: Transmission and Dying. Transmission and Dying. Welcome to the Potomac Picture Show.
1: 055 what do decades temperatures and women have in common these are all things i like best when they're in their 90s you've entered the potable picture show your podcast dedicated to motion pictures and drinking liquors i'm your host kevin mccray and i'm here to tell you this podcast may contain mature content so keep that in mind it'll just be me in the cantina today And, uh, I just got to tell you real quick, the, the title of this episode or whatever I just said, is sort of a fallacy. Um, I probably liked, I don't know which decade I like better, but probably not the nineties. Yeah, probably, probably not the nineties for sure. Probably the eighties, but not for the reasons you think, uh, temperatures probably in the eighties as well. It's a good temperature, like 81, 79 to 81. It's about right. And then, uh, women, uh, definitely not in the nineties. I, I don't really know. I don't think I have a specific age. 26 has always been a good age. Um, I guess, you know, my body's still there and they're not quite as dumb as they were when they're like 22. Uh, but anyway, I went with the title the nineties because later in feature presentation, we'll be talking about the film dope and in dope, um, they, the, the main characters had a, had a preoccupation with the, uh, with the decade of the 90s. Anyway, since we're already talking, let's head into the VIP booth at the top of the cantina and get today's show started officially. Well, as I said, it's just me here this week in the VIP booth at the top of the cantina. I've been a busy little guy. Uh, Before we go on, I don't have a sipping beer today. It is National Martini Day. So I'm going to make myself up a martini here real quick. I've got this Maxim's Gin I've talked about before from Paris, France. We're just going to dump in the rest of the bottle we got. I don't know. Fourth, third of the bottle left. Oh, yeah. That'll do us. That'll get us... uh, about a martini and a half, at least, out of there. We got a new shaker. I don't know what, what uh, this um, trouble with shakers. Like, we've had a hell of a curse getting shakers that don't leak. This one's pretty heavy duty, and uh, it's got a good rubber seal on it, so I'm not quite afraid. Well, in the past, we could kind of shake. It's when we got to pouring that it would just start fucking, well, no, shaking and pouring. So as as you listened to the the show before you know that uh, I like my martinis specifically one way and that's gin, not vodka and um, and that's about it No vermouth I mean here's here's a here's a tip for you fellas if you uh if you want to get lucky It's kind of a two a, a two and one trick. take a lady out to a nice you know martini bar yeah you know drinks might be a little expensive nine, ten eleven twelve bucks but you know what She'll feel classy. It's a nice place. You'll have some old dudes there playing jazz. And, uh, you know, a martini or two, she'll, she'll be ready to go. I mean, you don't want to get her too many. You don't want to Bill Cosby or anything. But um, that's my dating tip of the week. So we, we've given this a good shake. And uh, let's pour it into our martini glass over here. I've got a couple olives in there ready for me. So, I mean, I guess I don't do it completely without garnishment. Um, no vermouth, but... I do have a couple olives. Uh, these olives are garlic and jalapeno stuffed, probably a little bit too strong uh with the jalapeno for um kind of kinda you know I think with most gin, I would just prefer just a good old uh you know regular regular cocktail olive, but this will do as a special treat so uh I've been without my official job for over a week now, and I've been doing lots of other things, Uh way busier than I thought it would be. I, I would have hoped that I could have gotten, uh, uh you know, got some more segments for this podcast or some other podcasts that I that I wanted to uh, explore. Um, been dealing a lot with voiceover work, which, you know, I, I, I can talk. Most people can talk. I think I can talk reasonably well, but it's just one of those things because I, I think, because I'm starting at the beginning, I just got to get like, those first two, uh, you know, are so like, just like the, uh, the, the, the hemorrhoid cream ad or whatever, just something for my resume, you know, cause, um, with writing, I've done a bunch of free writing. So I've gotten that out of the way, although I don't really anyway. And then, you know, um, acting and, and, and films and stuff I've, I've, you know, I, I put in my time doing the free shit with those. I shouldn't have to do that anymore, but with the voiceover, I don't, I mean, I could tell them that I, uh, nothing to worry about. That was just the shaker, uh, tipping over, but it's fine because it didn't spill. Perfect. But anyway, with the, I, I mean, people, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how far, uh, I can get with, with, with parody commercials and, and telling them I, I host a, a show where, where I just drink martinis online. But anyway, I've been doing that for about a week and it's a lot busier than I thought it would be. Um, I wasn't able to go to, this Tuesday movie with the movie group, which was Jurassic World. Uh, we'll get to a little bit more about that in a minute. Uh, but luckily on that day, I did win 80 bucks on the NBA finals. So maybe that should be my new job is, is sports betting. I, I won money on the NBA finals. I uh, I won, pr- won money pretty much throughout the NBA playoffs. I won money on the Kentucky Derby. So I don't know. Not enough to um, retire to Costa Rica and bring a bunch of whores with me or anything but something i mean it's better than losing right anyway let's get into some news for a bit shall we oh here it is
0: the newsman will come on he'll go he'll go good evening everybody this is the newsman whatever he says he's not gonna say that <laughs> And he goes, our top story tonight.
1: So we're going to start out with talking about uh, next Tuesday's movie, which is the Pixar film, Film Inside Out. It's on its way to about a $70 million weekend. Um, I think it's about $65 million or so. Um, well, it can't be that many now because it, it just opened. But they're thinking it's going to do 65 to $70 million uh, opening box office in North America. Um, if it does cross 70 million into 71, it would mark the top opening of all time of any original Pixar title. So that's pretty cool. Um, so they're expecting to bring in 25 to 27 million just on today. I was at the theater today. I uh, One of my many tasks and jobs I do when I'm not working is um, I do trailer checks. And what that is, is you go into the theater uh, and the studio gives you a specific movie to, um, follow up on and you, uh, watch the trailers that happened before that film and you gauge audience reaction as positive, negative, or no reaction. Um, and then sometimes they ask you what version the trailer played in. Cause you know, there's a lot of different versions of trailers that go out. So anyway, I did go do that today for inside out and, um, Jurassic World. I watched the first fifteen minutes of Jurassic World. Fifteen twenty minutes. Not super impressed, but you know, it was just getting going. There was actually uh, one part in there that kind of minor that I was like, "Yeah, this is kind of shitty writing." But anyway, um, pretty excited to see Inside Out. We'll talk about a little bit about that more later. It is at ninety eight percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is uh you know i hopefully i won't let that rating interfere with my view of it i'll try to go in um with a blank slate just enjoying the movie but meanwhile Jurassic park is um staying in the top, top spot right now it's at 90 to a 100 million um expected to bring in this weekend it brought in 208 million in the opening weekend um so they think it'll pass the 300 million mark today friday and will be the fastest film to do, do so um uh, beating 2012's Avengers, who was the last film that uh, that got out that fast. So um, if you're new to the podcast real quick, I do want to say, because I'm thirsty, I need to take a drink. Anytime you hear the sound that someone wants to hit a baby, go ahead and drink along with me. So let's go ahead and do that now. Uh, that's, that's fine to hit this baby. Mmm, martini-licious. Good, good, good gin, martini. So next up, Let's talk about uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. They just had a trailer that, uh, uh, that it's, I don't know if it's appeared yet or about to appear. I think it's come out. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but it's Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. They're reuniting. They, they were in that film, um, the other guys together. But in this film, Ferrell portrays a mild-mannered radio executive who strives to become the best possible step- stepfather to his wife's two children. And meanwhile, Wahlberg plays their freeloading father, who everyone seems to, you know, love. There's a line in the trailer. "Uh, There's no way this man is not your better in every way, says a Spanish-speaking limo driver to Farrell. The fathers wind up competing for the affection of the children, culminating in a scene where Wahlberg's character has scored courtside seats for a Lakers game. So you might have seen some of this online a few few weeks or months back. I guess it would be months back. Uh, This kind of little video shot that went around online with uh, Will Ferrell hitting a cheerleader in the face with a basketball. So that film will come out on Christmas, I believe. Yeah, it's called Daddy's Home. That'll come out on Christmas. Comedy. Should be good. And then last piece of news we're going to talk about today a little bit is... So Wolverine 3 is supposed to be Hugh Jackman's last foray into the Wolverine character. I don't know if he'll make a cameo in any other films or anything like that, but supposedly this is going to wrap up Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And it just came out there's a rumor for um, the third episode or third, the, the, the third in the trilogy that they're going to be visiting the Old Man Logan storyline that uh, this happened in the comics about 2008, 2009. And what the storyline is, it takes place uh, 50 years in the future or more um, in a possibly alternate dimension or reality. Anyway, you can forget that, but it's kind of an interesting story. Most of the Marvel superheroes have been slain and the United States has been carved up into territories controlled by the Kingpin, Doctor Doom, Red Skull, and the Hulk. And Logan, he doesn't, you know, if you know Wolverine, he, you know, he goes by many names, Logan, Patch, uh, Wolverine. So he doesn't go by Wolverine in this storyline anymore, and he doesn't use his claws. Um, he lives with his wife and kids near Sacramento, where I'm from, now a compound of Hulkland, where he must pay rent to the grotesque incest derived offspring of Bruce Banner and Banner She-Hulk cousin Jennifer Walters. So, to raise cash and avoid eviction, Logan takes a job helping a blind Hawkeye on a cross-country journey to deliver a mysterious package to a destination back east. So they won't. If if they do do this story, they're going to have to change a lot because you know uh, Wolverine and X Men are part of the Fox movie licenses. So they don't have license to many of those other characters. Uh, I think they might have Doctor Doom and King. And I don't know if they have Kingpin, but Doctor Doom. Um uh, yeah, here in what I'm reading, it says the movie won't be able to utilize Hawkeye, Red Skull, or Kingpin. Um so there's that. Also, they wouldn't be able to use uh uh Hawkeye, so I don't know. They could use something from the Fantastic Four. I think that's the other license or that that Fox currently controls. But that would be pretty interesting if they go that way. Um it would be kind of nice to see Hugh Jackman retire the character in a way that's like that, like the old man Logan. I know many people have wished for that kind of storyline as a way out, and but people didn't think that they would do that because then you, you know, how do you reboot the franchise? Because the movie machine, they just got to keep going and going and going, and they're they're gonna pick some other douche to be, you know, Wolverine. They're still trying to cast some bullshit kid to be the new Spider Man. Hopefully, they choose someone good. I I, I liked Tobey Maguire. Oh, I mean, okay enough, I liked him, and Spider-Man really, that was like what brought Marvel back out in comic book movies, uh, well, I guess Batman did before it, though, with Michael Keaton, but as far as Marvel goes, comic book movies had really just gotten just shit, you know, with the Punisher movies, and the original Fantastic Four movies, and the Ghost Rider, and everything, um, Spider-Man came out and just showed like, man, we can make some fucking dough on this, so we got to give props to Spider-Man. And as I said, I thought Tobey Maguire was all right. Um, Andrew Garfield, when it got to that, I just, I just, it it, it was too much like a CW um, movie. You know, it was just too much for kids and just too much. Andrew Garfield seems like a nice dude in real life. He just was—he was a shitty, he was a shitty Spider-Man. Honestly, I'm fairly familiar with the Spider-Man comic books, and I'm not going to be one of those nerds that's like, oh, he didn't grabs from his wrist Anyway you know, whatever, whatever you're going to translate for the movie, you know, if it works, if it's for a reason, if it's to make it better and not to just make it different, which I think they do a lot of the times, oh, I need to validate my job. So we're going to make the new human torch black or, you know, some, I, I don't, I don't know. Just sometimes I, all I'm saying is I don't know some of the changes they make sometimes. And, um, but I am okay with changes if it is for a valid reason. Um, even if that valid reason turns out to be wrong, at least someone somewhere said hey this is what i want to do for this reason so anyway they've been trying to go younger with the spider-man and i think that's fine i think they're going a little bit too young on the fantastic four but um just you know i don't really see reed richards as a 20 year old kid he's got fucking you know the, the white the white i don't know what you call that when you've got the white hair on the side of your head you know he's had that since the fucking beginning he's the original all right well we don't have a cocktail corner Today, so we'll just go ahead and... Ethan's not here, but we'll go ahead and have a toast with her.
0: Yeah, that's fine to hit this baby.
1: Take another sip of my gin. We're going to go ahead and... We're going to go ahead and head back into feature presentation. Won't you join me? You know what? Why don't we go ahead and have a toast with each other? What should we toast to? I'm going to toast to... Got two nice weekends of drinking. Weekends of drinking. So tomorrow... We have the barbecue blues and brews, something like that. Blues, brews, and brews, blues and barbe- barbecue blues and brews. I don't fucking know. And then uh, that'll be in Reno downtown. That'll be a fun time. Following weekend will be the uh, Placerville Brew Fest. One of my favorite drinking things, uh, uh, just ever. It's just a great. It's a great drink drink um, event and i'm looking forward to it if it was a holiday it would probably be my favorite holiday up there with uh halloween and probably go halloween brewfest nah brewfest halloween new year's eve three best holidays let's head into feature presentation Sweet. Sweet. So every week, usually in feature presentation, we take a movie we saw with the Sierra Nevada Movie Club and we use that as a jumping off point for conversation. However, as I said, I did not see Jurassic World. I only saw 15, 20 minutes of it. I will will maybe try to um, see it tomorrow because I'm doing another trailer check tomorrow for Jurassic World and maybe I'll stick around and watch the movie. Um, The film I did see... This week, I actually saw it today. I haven't had a whole lot of time to let the movie um, marinate in my mind. But the movie I saw this week was dope. So here's a brief synopsis of... Uh, here, let me take a sip of my martini. I freshened it up while we were going into feature, feature presentation. Ah, I forgot to hit a baby. Uh, here you go.
0: <laughs> That's fine to hit this baby.
1: So here's a little synopsis uh, about the film Dope. A lot of people aren't maybe as familiar with this this film. Um, anyway, here's the synopsis. Life changes for Malcolm, a geek who's surviving life in a tough neighborhood. After a chance invitation to an underground party leads him and his friends into a Los Angeles adventure. So I heard this kind of described as like a, a, um, a nerd version of Boys in the Hood or... Yeah, I I could I can't really think of, of of a good way to describe it. I mean, yeah, it's it's like a it's like a little bit of Friday, a little bit of Boys in the Hood, a little bit of Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I thought it was really interesting, and it's the reason I, I you know I wanted to see it is it just looked different. It's um, I mean, there wasn't that many people in the theater because I went early, and again, there's that not, there's nothing like going to like a eleven o'clock a.m. Uh, or ten thirty a.m. movie when there's, like, you're the only one in the theater or there's just a few other people. But anyway, um, I was in there and, and it, it, I don't know how realistic it is, but it kind of gave me a window in, into another kind of life and something I never really thought about. Like, what is it like to be, um, you know, a smart kid in the ghetto, ki- kind of speak? Um, what, what Kind of here here, I mean, there's a few movies that have come out recently that talk about racism or stereotypes or just race. And I thought this film did it really well. So we had the Kevin Costner movie Black Black and White or Black or White, whatever it was. That one that one handled it pretty clumsily. Then we had Dear White People, um which this was a little similar to, although some of that felt really forced. Where this one I just thought was 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 pretty cool. Um for one thing it took not just a stereotype from you know, looking at someone and giving them a stereotype or or presenting a stereotype from inside your mind, but also looking at, so what if you are within this one group and you want to break out of a stereotype that they're trying to perpetuate upon you? So, for example, the film opens up saying um, the main character, Malcolm and his two friends, he says they kind of don't fit in in school and they kind of get picked on because, quote, they like white shit. And he lists some examples, which are like skateboarding, magna comics, um, listening to TV on the radio, um, doing their homework. So, you know, that's the thing is I kind of talked about this in a, in a similar way recently with a friend just about abusing or misusing or not understanding cliches or, or, you know, not being able to crawl out of the box. So for a good example, the example I was talking about with him was, was music. So you know, I, I have some friends that are musicians or, you know, play guitar or sing or whatever. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, you ask someone to play the blues or play a blues. And th- the weird thing about the blues is it's probably the easiest fucking thing to play. But at the same time, the easiest to fuck up. I mean, because it's so basic. But then people just... Uh, instead of playing, I don't want to be cheesy and say playing from their heart, they just play like, oh, here's a uh, a blues a blues in a box. This is, you know, I just opened up this box in the mail. And I got this generic blues, and um, especially if blues isn't their thing and they and they play things like rock or, or metal or something, and it just sounds like they're playing a, a metal version of the blues, it's just pretty shitty. I mean, there is a way you can do a rock version of the blues. I mean, ZZ Top does it. Um, ACDC sort of does it. Uh, but the, you know, the other thing is like, if I ever play like a riff, that's like, sounds at all, um, you know, like, like a black Sabbath riff or something. Then my friend that's singing all of a sudden goes into his stereotypical, like death metal voice. I was like, dude, just, just fucking sing how you sing. Don't try to like ble- be some cliche. You sound like shit doing that. And you sound like shit over there trying to play the blues. Just fucking play what you play. Um, you know, you can do an homage to something, but I, I don't know if I'm explaining it that well, but Um, I was kind of saying like, I had a friend up here this weekend and we didn't have anything to do. So we did something kind of stupid and we were sitting in the living room and we just put some beats on the TV and we were like rapping to it, but we weren't like trying to be like, um, you know, like rapping about like gangsters and guns and, and, and shit like we're rapping what like fucking white dudes rap about, like robbing, rapping about tacos and, and walking your dog and, uh, people in the swimming pool and, shit like that. So, uh, you know, if people just want to, but then on the other hand, going back to cliches, if I, you know, if I tell someone, oh, this weekend, you know, my friend and I just spin inside and we're like, you know, just rapping and then they'll be like, you guys can't do that. You're, you're white. What the fuck you think you're doing? Like people just don't let each other stretch out at all. You know what I, what I mean? Like you're white, so you can't dance and you can't rap and you're black and you can't swim and you can't play hockey and, You're Asian and a woman and don't know how to drive a car. I mean, I don't know, man. So, but the thing is, is to a certain extent, and this is where you walk a fine line and Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavericks, kind of said something like this. And I got, I believed in a hundred percent in what he said, but he got a lot of backlash for this. He's, his basic thing was people develop a set of rules, basic rules or stereotypes Uh, maybe not stereotypes, but just a set of rules that happen in situations and they build these at a very young age. So if you're a little kid and you touch fire, you learn not to touch fire. If you're a little kid and you get bit by a dog, you end up being scared of dogs most of your life. Like I have friends that are scared of dogs and my dog's the sweetest dog ever, but they're still scared of her because they just, you know, it's a psychological thing at that point. Um, So Mark Cuban said something like, if I'm walking, if I'm walking down the street, and there's like um, like a, a, a white guy coming towards me in a tuxedo, I'm probably going to keep walking. But if I see a guy in a hoodie walking towards me, I, I might cross the street. Now, it doesn't matter if the dude is uh, you know, white, black, or whatever. It's just, you just use, you know, it's, maybe it's not fair to judge a book by its cover, but there's just certain things. Like when I traveled a lot or around, you know, I went to the Philippines and stuff. My mom said, you, she got really worried about me and in China. And I said, you know, Mom, I, I, I'm probably more likely to, to die in the United States than I am over here. It's, it's pretty safe. But a lot of it's just using common sense. I mean, I'm not going to go down an alley. I'm not going to, like, go to some sketchy bar I don't know and, and drink, you know, some drink that some dude gave to me. You know, try to Bill Cosby or me or whatever. Um you just you just avoid situations that look dangerous. Now it may not be a dangerous situation. That dude may not be trying to Bill Cosby you. He may be just wanted to be your best friend for the night. But you got to use like common sense and you know the the possibilities. You got to there, there's a time to take a risk and there's a time to just try to mitigate that risk and do. I mean, it just depends what there is. Is is the risk is the risk really? to wake up and having your organs harvested and having your, your, your bee hole gaping in that situation? Probably not. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. I've kind of gotten off tra- topic a little bit.
0: Oh yeah. It's
1: the So what else in this film? Um, so they did the three main characters. They were really, um, they were really into nineties hip hop and nineties fashion 90s MTV things like that. And it's kind of interesting cuz I kind of knock 90s music a lot, but then I kind of forget about that hip hop side of things and I did listen to a lot of that stuff, uh Wu-Tang Clan, um The Roots, uh Outkast. There's there's some good the good stuff in the in the 90s or starting out in the 90s. Um but I just always kind of knock it, and then I went. I went and really tried to think about '90s music, as far as how, where I grew up with. Um, so for me, one of the things that came out of the '90s, as far as music, well, the ob- let's start with the obvious one, which was just grunge. That happened probably just pre '90s, and and um, killed off the '80s. The '80s hair bands. We had we had the big rock, the big shred. We had the poisons and the Motley Crues and that kind of stuff. Even actually Aerosmith did pretty well in the 90s but they weren't anyway I'm getting off off topic um, so we had like a so like three or four genres of, of music that came out um, that spawned from the death of the guitar solo so obviously like I was saying w- was grunge with Nirvana and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and, um, and Alice in Chains and then we had kind of like that rap rock or rap core and that kind of ranged anywhere from like corn to Limp biscuit. like we I, I know there's some other ones out there that did get that kind of shit but we had that kind of rap rock um then we had this is like my least favorite music I think from the 90s was the detuned really generic to me really generic rock and this was like Drowning Pool and Puddle of Mud and um who else was in there I, I there were some other bands that are in there that just had like the the death metal light voices, like the growly voices, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't quite melodic enough to be rock and it wasn't quite heavy enough to be like doom. It was just, just shit. Getting no guitar solos. Um, then we had a lot of like the, uh, the, the one word bands like blur and lit and filter and live. And um, we sort of had the evolution of the retro approach to songwriting, um, you know, like wallflowers, uh, collective soul. Those kinds of things. And then we had the rise of the pop punk. Like Green Day, No Doubt, Sum 41, Blink-182. So I guess not all bad. And really, when I a lot of the music I think about, even though I do think the 90s generally was kind of shitty with music, it did have some gems. Um, I just don't think that 90s stands out in music as much as, say, like the 80s or the 70s or the 60s or the 50s. But it, it definitely had something, I guess. I don't really know what the 2000s had. And when I play music, I do hear uh, some of that 90s coming out, uh, especially in early recordings I've listened to. I can hear some kind of like Dinosaur Jr. Smashing Pumpkin kind of stuff. A lot of like trying to mess with guitar textures. <coughs> um, What else about this movie? So... um, I don't know. One thing I, I do, this has nothing to do with, <laughs> with dope. Um, but some of the trailers and you already know this that are coming out is they just, they're just giving away way too much. And now even the movie posters are doing it and it's just, how, how do you win? How, how do you get, how do you get the hook in a movie where you can give enough where people want to see it but you don't give away too so much that you either give away all the jokes for a comedy or you give away the whole fucking movie. So like the new Terminator trailer, they just gave away that John Connor is like this Terminator robot bad guy for the movie. And they, I don't know why they couldn't have just kept that because I'm sure that probably doesn't happen until halfway through the movie or so. Um, and there's some good teaser trailers that they don't need to show so much. I mean, like the first like teaser trailer to Interstellar was fine. They didn't need to show like 80 other fucking trailers for it. Um, Tomorrowland, like... <clears throat> the first couple like teaser trailers, I thought, were, were way better than where they went. Anyway, um, back to dope. 90s, I mean... Um, and being in school... A lot of people can relate to this, just from... Even if you weren't from a, a poor neighborhood or whatever. But it's just... It's another high school movie. Um, it's about friends. It's about loyalty. It's about... Um, trying to break outside of the box that people put you in. Um, It's about standing up for who you are and not caring about that, even for the risk of getting a beat down. Um, I mean, I could really identify with a lot of that. I didn't really get bullied or anything, but I really was kind of... um, I just didn't give a fuck when I was in high school. I mean, I probably should have known better. As I've mentioned before, I mean, I just... I, I dressed horribly. I dressed like... I dress like I'm trying to think of 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 a, of a, of a bad enough insult. I dress like if David Lee Roth, if you could imagine what he looked like, if he tried to cross dress. I mean, Jesus, that's that's a horrible image. Um, just really bad. But I I didn't care. I I just kind of went along and and I I liked everybody. I had kind of that. Even though I don't like hippies, I kind of had that hippie spirit of. Like, you know, I had an optimistic, optimistic look on, on life and I, I didn't really see boundaries and genders and clicks at that time. And I, when, when people, um, uh, try to categorize me, I, I kind of didn't like it or didn't understand it. Cause I, I, I had some problems, <clears throat> I had a little bit of problem looking at things through other people's eyes. I kind of just considered everyone was good because I was good sort of thing. God, I'm really sounding humble, aren't I? Anyway, check out the movie. Uh, you don't need to see it in the theaters. Check it out when it comes to Netflix. It's worth seeing. It's, you know, just a little movie. Don't expect a whole lot, but some good characters, some good music. Um, <clears throat> just worth seeing. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time, so let's hit a baby.
0: Uh, It's fine to hit that baby.
1: <sighs> and let's do some ranking. The Five. So we're about halfway through the 2015, and I'm going to rank the top five movies I'm looking forward to for the rest of the year. I will start with my fifth most anticipated and go up to the fir- or the most anticipated, So starting at the crust and working my way up to the cream. So my fifth most anticipated movie this year, so uh, remaining that I know about, is "The Martian." So the Martian comes from a book that I've heard is pretty good. It's kind of been described as Robin Crusoe on Mars. It's got a really interesting cast. The main dude in it is, is Matt Damon, but it's got uh, Donald, Glo- Donald Glover and uh, Kristen Wiig. Makes it sound like a comedy, but it's not. It's about this mission to Mars that goes with the team, and there's like a storm, and the te- team leaves, and they have to leave one of their dudes behind, and they think he's dead, and he's not, and it's Matt Damon, and he's got to figure out a way how to live at least four years on a planet that can't be colonized or grow food and uh, and find some way to contact NASA. So, um, looking forward to that. Number four I have is the new Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. <clears throat> so again, there are still some Tom Cruise haters and I used to be one of them, but when Ghost Protocol came out, um, I was like, all right, this dude can still do action films and he's still a good actor. If you try to divide that personal life and the fucking weird oh wacko that he is in real in, in, in real life. Um, he, he he's, a, the dude's a good actor. I mean, he pulled off playing a six foot four blonde vampire and got Anne Rice's approval for it. So, and he, he's old enough that he can still, he can still do action. Like some people think I don't like action movies just because I don't like, um, movies where it's just constant explosions for no reason. Like, you know, the dude flushes the toilet and it explodes because it was produced by, by Michael B. So I think this will be a good one. I think the preview looks pretty good, and it's got a a good kind of surrounding cast that they've started building up over the years. Number three I have is Hateful Eight, the Quentin Tarantino Western. I think that putting these two things... I mean, he's already kind of done a Western with Django. Um, This sounds a little bit to me like a mix between a Western and um, Reservoir Dogs. I guess the premise is kind of like there's these eight dudes in a room and a chick. And one of them, sort of the traitor, or trying to kill everyone else, or something like that. And it's like a murder mystery. They're trying to figure out who is the one that is like the odd man out, and they all have reasons for hating each other. And again, as a great cast, um, really looking forward to see, seeing that. And uh, I wish I could see it. Quentin Tarantino's gone. And I, I don't know if it's a hundred or two hundred or no se- I can't remember how many, but he's gone to a bunch of theaters and retrofitted them so that they are seventy millimeter compatible. Compatible um, to show these, which is like the largest film format possible and would just look great on like a great epic you know western landscape um, I guess he's he screened some footage on some of these 70 millimeter equipped theaters and he was so excited he was bouncing in his seat so that that would be awesome I doubt that'll happen in Reno that's fine to hit this baby. <laughs> So that was number three. We'll go to number two. I have um, Inside Out. I've been looking forward to Inside Out for a while. Sorry if that makes me less of a man to be looking forward to a cartoon. I just think it's going to be really good. Pixar generally doesn't screw up. I mean, there's some of their things like cars and planes. I don't think are particularly good, but Toy Story up. Um, great things. I think Inside Out is going to be among their one of their best movies, and And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. course, number one, everyone knows what number one is, The Force Awakens. There's nothing more that needs to be said about it. Star Wars, we've got our classic characters back. We've got our classic actors back. They've just announced that we're going to have, there's a couple more of the uh, classic, you know, minor characters that'll be making appearances, like Admiral Ackbar. Just fantastic. I, I, I just, I hope I don't get my hopes up so much like I did. I mean, my hopes are are higher now than they were for Phantom Menace. And of course, people were crushed by Phantom Menace. I I don't think this one will be that bad, but just nothing can be as great as you think it's going to be. I mean, it does happen, but it's rare. So let's just try to go in, try to enjoy it. Try not to cry. Just, I mean, seeing Chewbacca and Han Solo back, that, that's worth it right there, right? And seeing a continuation of the story and getting George Lucas and his and his George Lucas and his muckety muck hands and his CGIs and everything and get him out of there and let him go make some destroy other some other franchise. But uh yeah, so number one will be the Force Awakens. So let's head into our last call.
0: Last call looking at the world. Bottom of a glass all I see is a man who's last call
1: so here in last call I don't have too many words for you just let you know that uh, again remind you next week's movie will be say I cheated you last week last week I said this week's movie would be Jurassic World and then we fucking played the old switcheroo so maybe we'll, we'll return to Jurassic World I thought about doing a Netflix movie with some old like return to the prehistoric world, old 1956 movie or or something. But anyway, I will be seeing unless something supernatural comes up. I will be seeing Inside Out next week with the movie club and that will be our movie next week. So catch up on that if you want to keep up with us on the podcast. Um also, I imagine it's gonna be a really good movie, so go see it. Try Try to get it at a certain time, though. Like school's out right now, and the theaters are full of a bunch of screaming brats. And as I said, I did the trailer checks today, and the first movie, barely anyone in the theater. And then <clears throat> by like eleven thirty, I know twelve thirty, it was just full of brats everywhere. And you know, I don't. I don't want to see a movie with brats. If you do have any questions or comments or, or suggestions or you want to send in a picture of your mom's boobies or anything like that, you can get us at potablepicture show at gmail.com. Potable, potable picture show pronounced um, potable, 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 got it, potable, not potable, not portable, potable. but potable, but potable picture show, potable picture show at gmail.com. Um, you can also always, if you can't, no, if you don't know how to spell or whatever write down this number leave us a recorded message on our vip line 775-996-3986 we always appreciate getting your messages um just to hear something to have another voice out there in the universe letting us know that you're out there and we're out there and we're all you know voices together or whatever anyway until next week everybody I would like to say keep it wet.